This is Listen Lakeland, the show that keeps you up to date on all the things that make our city a great place to live, work, and play. Today's host is a native Floridian and a graduate of Troy University and Florida State University with 35 years of experience working in state government, including eight years at Florida Polytechnic University. Now retired, he's on the board of directors for the Lakeland Rotary Club and Lakeland Vision. Please welcome your host, Rick Maxey. Welcome to the good life. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Rick Maxey, and it's great to be hosting this month's episode of Listen Lakeland. This show is an extension of Lakeland Vision. For over two decades, Lakeland Vision has been a voice for the citizens of Lakeland, working with community stakeholders to create a bright future for our city. Today on Listen Lakeland, we're going to talk about the Lakeland History and Culture Center. And we have as our guests, Mr. Gal Fields, former mayor of the city of Lakeland, and Miss Luann Mims, who's currently a staffer at the library and managing special collections. Welcome to both of you. Thank you for having us. A uh, little bit about uh, Mr. Fields. He was born in Lakeland, married to Kay, and they have four children and eight grandchildren. Graduated from Kathleen Senior High, Polk State College, and the University of South Florida, and holds a master's degree in business administration from Nova Southeastern University president and CEO of Fields and Company, Inc., and he became a member of the commission in 1992 and mayor in 2010. He also has received distinguished alumni awards from Kathleen High School and Polk State College and was recognized in 2019 as a recipient of the prestigious George Jenkins Award. Welcome, Gal. We also have with us Ms. Luann Mims, Ms. Luann Mims hails from North Carolina to Lakeland, uh, has a Bachelor of Arts in History and Secondary Education Certification from the University of North Carolina Wilmington. She also has a Master of Arts in Public History from that same institution and a Master's of Library Science from North Carolina Central University. She has worked uh, over 20 years and mostly in special collections, museums, and academic facilities, and has been in multiple locations in North Carolina, Illinois, and Florida. She came to Lakeland 13 years ago to work at Florida Southern College and has been at Bach Tower Gardens and the Polk County History Center, the Historical Genealogical Library, and the Public Library Special Collections. Welcome, Luann. Thank you. So let's talk a little bit about this Lakeland History and Culture Center. Uh, Gal, why don't we start with you? What is this? It is our effort to bring together uh, and tell all the Lakeland stories that have made Lakeland what it is. Um, we're one of the few communities that does not have a history and culture center or, or museum of some sort at the community level in, in the county. And this is our effort to do that so that we can tell the many stories that make Lakeland what it is in a thoughtful, engaging, and comprehensive manner. Um, it, it is conceptual, and we're working hard to bring it into being so that everyone can come, live, and experience it and participate in it at different levels. And, and one of the things that we're hoping to do as we go through this is we won't be able to highlight everything in Lakeland's history from its founding up to the present. We'll do it in stages. But in the process, we also want to gather more of the oral history that people can share and be interviewed by Luann 
And so that those that want to get into a deeper dive of certain time periods, certain families or certain contributors to this community, they'll have the opportunity to actually hear those recordings. Okay. So this sounds like a wonderful project, though. Where did this idea come from? It has morphed over time. Uh, one of the oral history interviews that Luann did, I uh, was with Sarah McKay. Back when the Polk Museum of Art was coming together, in, in the course of that interview, she learned that that was when the idea of doing this roughly began to be discussed in this community. So that goes back some decades. And there were other efforts to do it at some level, uh, either focusing in on the African-American community or the community in general that different people had at different times, not gaining traction because it takes some resources of certain types to put it together, one being a location, and two, the financial resources to support it year in and year out. This iteration of it, uh, Commissioner Philip Walker brought it to the commission along with some other community leaders in 2019, and they began working on it at that point, and they formed their preliminary committee to begin to work on researching it, then to bring back a recommendation to the city commission. Okay. So, uh, Luann, so where is this going to be located, and can you kind of describe what it's going to be like? Sure. Um, it's going to be in the heart of the Lakeland Public Library, the main branch by Lake Morton. Um, it's an expansion of the Special Collections History Room that has been established, was established in 1985, the centennial anniversary for Lakeland. They started collecting community records and making them available for the public. <clears throat> so this is an expansion on that. When you come into the library, it's going to be very noticeable. First off, the library's been un undergoing a renovation and so I think when the public comes in, they're going to be, wow. And then to see this expansion of the history room, the Lakeland History and Culture Center. Okay. And, and what is it going to look like? When people walk in, what will they do? What would they see? Well, the, there's several components to the Lakeland History and Culture Center. There is the history room where you can come and do research. There is our collection area, which is now uh, very much meeting uh professional standards. And then the first thing everyone's going to see is the gallery space. We have a 1,400 square foot gallery where we can visually tell these narratives. And our first exhibit will cover the origins of Lakeland. Okay. And, and now Lakeland's a very diverse community. Seems like it'd be tough to find a place to start. So where did you start and how did you uh, choose that? Well, we wanted to lock in with um, how Lakeland came to be. So we hung our hat on a few years before the incorporation, which is 1885. So we're trying to cover the uh, time between 1880, when early settlement happened, up until 1925. 1925, because that was our biggest population boom we had experienced in decades. And then unfortunately, the next year um, is kind of a, a bust. So we want to halt it with our progress. And we will um, we'll cover that period of time. Doesn't sound like a long period of time, but a lot happens during that time. Okay, and Gal, how did you make sure that all of the voices in Lakeland are being represented. There are a lot of different communities within the city of Lakeland. That's probably the easiest thing that we'll actually encounter. Um, they were missing an opportunity. 
to have a place to express those voices before. And we've got relics of our history throughout the community in different places. You know, you can go to Coleman Bush and see some of the, you know, small fragment of the community history there. You, there's quite a bit at the in the special collections area at the library now. And then you have other people that have things in their home um, that have told bits and pieces of the story, but they never had one place to take all of it and, and put it so that you could put a more complete picture of Lakeland's history and development. Different families at different times arrived here and for different reasons. That's where we're so diverse. You know, when we think about what had just happened in the country, slavery had ended, the Civil War had ended, and people were moving around looking for different opportunities as well as people who were already settled in areas. And in spite of our siloing that we can be good at, uh, there were a lot of contributions that made the community into what it is today. And we're going to have the opportunity to give people to come forward and express that and make sure that we do a good job of telling that story. But the key thing is that they have a place to go with it now. We have a way to be able to, to, uh, to tell that story. And we've got professional people who know how to do this who are helping us do it. That, that wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> but we have some great talent in-house and who we've hired to help us to actually do that so that you, you give people who just want the you know, the high level uh, brush over, they can do that. And those that want to go a little bit deeper, they'll be able to do that as well. Now it's obvious that you and Luann are heavily involved in this. So what is your role? And then Luann, I'd like to, to hear from you about what your role is. Well, the committee that I talked about earlier, they got started. I was not part of that. After they came to the city commission with some recommendations of what uh, should happen, one of the recommendations was to form, a, to form an advisory committee. And they recommended to the commission to appoint me as the chair. Um, but everything else I had on my plate, it was hard to say no, given this is an opportunity to do something that was long overdue and is very important to the community. Uh, I made an arrangement with Commissioner Walker and, and former Commissioner Selvich that if they helped me take on with some of the duties of chair, that I would be willing to do that because I knew how important it was because the commission said they would provide 300000 toward this project, but we were going to have to raise the other half from the community. And I, that was what I knew I could help with the most is being able to do that and tell the story and paint the picture of what the vision could be if we you know, put the money in to do that. Um, there were those who were nervous at first whether or not we'd be able to do it, particularly given in the environment that we were having to work through. But we've done that very successfully and, and did it well. And, and we actually uh, sold out our... Um, the, you know, all the donors that give $500 or more, they get recognized on the donor wall, and so we sold out the space on it. So we, we did real good in that regard, and we, we hit our target, actually exceeded our target, and uh, so we're looking forward when we get the chance to actually do the unveiling in, in that initial ceremony and give people a chance to see, feel, and experience the, the exhibit once it's all completely set up. Wow, fantastic. Yeah. And Luann, things like this don't happen with, without boots on the ground. So uh, right, right. can you talk about that? Oh, so um, the, I had been at the city for a couple of years. I kept telling the city librarian, Lisa Lilliquist, we've got people coming in. They want to know more about the history. They see the downtown. Oh, I just love the downtown. Tell me more about it. And so trying to create uh, ways to um, get this information out into the community, um, we had talked to Commissioner Walker about some of his vision. And Lisa and Commissioner Walker put together 
this preliminary look at could the library potentially be a, a host for an expansion of this vision. And so that it kind of rolled out from that. And how did you go about like laying out? I mean, uh, museums are complicated. They're, they don't just throw stuff in the room. So how did you go about laying it out so that it works? Well, we have a really wonderful architect <laughs> that came and he, um, this is John Kirk. He came and sat in the library space, uh, kind of just how do people use it? How could we put it in place? He offered several different design elements that was brought to the city commission and they, they, des they decided on one that would meet their budget. And um, we were able to go forward with that with their support. And, and what is in that space? What do people walk through? What are different components? In the exhibit space itself, so the exhibit will be changing uh, probably every two years or so. So this first exhibit, it has uh, seven nodes to it, and each of the nodes has an interactive touch screen for, you know, like you've said before, um, people can come in, they can read the walls, get a broad brush, they can delve a little bit deeper with the touch screens and take away more information. If you have still more questions, we have the special collections room, the history room right next door. And you're like, I want to know more about this time frame. You go in there, we pull that material out for you, and we can, you know, help you, you know, conceptualize, you know, history and how people fit in, how the events happened, you know, how p places were made. You know, what, what makes Lakeland Lakeland? Thank you, Luann. Gal, uh, on that, it kind of ties into this fundraising piece. So it sounds like their fundraising was kind of easy, if it can be said. Uh. Well, it, it started slow. Um, you know, initially talking to people who had been hearing about it all along, they were excited to give their contributions. Some of the bigger contributions came to as we started doing presentations. And at the time, all of them were having to be done on Zoom. Um, but it worked out very well to be able to tell some of the historical pieces and how that came together and how we were going to flesh it out and we were going to do it in time segments. Uh, so, and people really took to that. I was surprised at how receptive the various audiences were to hearing that. And then the other thing too is that we saw that there was a real appetite for people to understand there's a lot of people who contributed to get Lakeland where it is today in different time periods. And we don't know very much about how that happened. But there's an appetite for people to know and to know what did different ethnic groups contribute to the development of this community? When did some of the changes begin to occur in this ethnic makeup and, and, the, and the racial composition of it? And what did they contribute? And then, of course, there are others who don't think someone outside of their own race contributed very much. And so it's an opportunity for them to learn that everyone has contributed to make Lakeland what it is. And it will behoove all of us to know more about that so that we, we understand we've got a lot more in common than what makes us different. Okay, so were you able to reach the goal that you set for fundraising? And are there still opportunities for people to participate in that manner? Yes. We, you know, one of the things we wanted to do is to raise enough money to, do, to put on the first exhibit and then have a foundation laid so that we could pay for the following exhibits as we change it out every two to three years. And, and so um, we exceeded that. We, we should be able to pay for the first two exhibits 
uh, you know, based on what we've been able to raise right now. So that, that is a good place for us to be. And then we've also received some large gifts along the way that we didn't expect. Um, we had the Serena Bailey Foundation that uh, paid for all of the furnishings, and we weren't expecting that. The, uh, the Friends of the Library made a pretty significant contribution as well. And so those were outside of the $25,000, and and we've had a $10,000 contribution as well. Uh, and then Lakeland Electric is, is sponsoring the, uh, the, the kickoff exhibit that we'll do of unveiling of the donor wall. Every contribution that's made, be it now or 10 years from now, will all be recognized. It'll also be an electronic board that we will use to recognize every contribution. The initial donor wall you hear me talking about, those for those that help to finance the, the launching of it at a certain level or above. But every contribution will be accepted. We, we receive those through the Community Foundation and, um, and, and that, uh, Give Well Community Foundation. And they um, have been a great partner for us as well because every dollar that's given will go directly to the Lakeland History and Culture Center, not to any other department of the city. Wow, fantastic. And with that kind of community support, Luann, where are we in, in creating the library, uh, the museum, and when will it open? We're making progress on that front. Um, like I said, the library has been under renovation, so we don't have a defined date yet, but we are making progress. There are several ways for people to stay tuned through our website. We are working with the communications team with the city. We do uh, weekly uh, pushes with social media. If you're not following on Facebook or Instagram, you should because you're getting previews of what some of those stories are. So once there is a date, we will announce that. Okay, thank you. And when people go to this museum, it sounds like it won't just be a static walkthrough. So how is this going to be interactive? Outside of the touch screens, we have curated tours that um, when groups come in, we will walk them around. Uh, there's different things that we can do with them. Uh, part of the um, engagement is also we're going to have community speakers come in. We may end up having a panel. We, um, we're still in the planning stages of what those programmings will be. But we're, we're very excited to come back, be open, and have people see what we've created. Wow, this sounds amazing. Uh, Gal, why is this important? Why, why are we putting all this effort into creating the Lakeland History and Culture Center? So we can get to know each other better and know what each other's ancestors and those that came before us contributed to making Lakeland what it is. You know, one of the things that, that I had the chance of experience serving in elected office was this is a very giving and loving community. And at the same time, we're, we've been extremely siloed over the years. And so this gives us a chance to know more about what each other is doing and what has been done to get us to where we are so we have a greater appreciation for every contribution that's been made. Fantastic. And Luann, you talked about uh, uh, the committee that helps with this. What kind, of, what kind of people are on the committee and what is their role being? We have a very diverse uh, committee, people that have been here for a long time, new people. They've brought a lot to the table, um, contributing their ideas, their talents, um, just, uh, I can't uh, tell you how much support they have given to this project and kept 
the initiative going and broadening our topics and making sure that we're we're on track with everything. So it's been really wonderful. Um, this initial committee will be kind of closing up. They've been uh, committed to this for three plus years. So we're going to give them a little bit of a break. And um, a new committee will be formed as part of the city boards and committees. And that application process goes through the city channels. Fantastic. And Gal, um, tell me why this is important to you personally. It's important to me personally because it helps us to be better connected as a community. When we know and appreciate what everyone from every walk of life has contributed irrespective of where they started, we gain a greater appreciation for those that came before us and what those who are working to make the community better today are actually doing. And, and that's why it was important to me to, to be a part of it when I was called upon and asked to. And, and then two, I had seen so many efforts and ideas that had come about in the past on hoping that this could be done one day. But having the city as a partner, this is a great way to, to birth it. Uh, you take the equation out of having to buy a location and come up with a facility. And then you also minimize the cost of running it on an ongoing basis. If we do it right, hit a home run, there may be an opportunity in the future to move it to a freestanding location of its own. But for now, we've got a great place to, to get started. And we've got a great design that will allow people to be able to to see and learn more about Lakeland's history. And we'll be able to do it in the different time segments. And what we've done and preserved in any one time segment as we break it up, it'll still be available to be experienced even later. So we, we've done something that's gonna be great for a long time. Now, people really love understanding their past. And as you've mentioned, Gal, we've been doing that kind of separately. Yeah. So um, having a place and an opportunity to share our common history and how we all contributed to that common history, I think is nothing right. but wonderful for this city. Uh, so Luann, tell me this, uh, you're from North Carolina, so you sound really excited about this opportunity. Why does a North Carolina person care about this? Well, I consider myself a Floridian. <laughs> um, I've, I've lived in Florida off and on for almost 30 years. So um, I came to this community uh, realizing there were a lot of similarities between uh, Lakeland and my hometown of Wilmington, um, the connection with the railroad. I mean, even in my research, I keep finding more and more things. I'm like, oh my gosh, this person lived in Wilmington and they came to Lakeland. I, I did that same thing. So to me, um, my passion is local history. Um, I want people to understand where they came from, what makes this community different. Why, why did you come to live in Lakeland? I mean, some people were born here. Some people chose it. I mean, I chose to be here because I love not only, you know, the progress of the city, but the history about it. And I want to share that. Working in special collections, I can go through boxes of per people's personal papers and just start seeing that connection that they had and I want to make make it more known and so trying to broaden you know what we're able to take from uh, paper in a box to putting it before people and people go oh yeah that that's that's my history too it's all of our history and being able to share that 
the more people we have that can uh, donate materials to us, the more that we can broaden our collection. Um, just with um, the last you know, couple of years talking about this Lakeland History and Culture Center, I've had more people become aware that, oh, I have this item. I would like to donate it to you. If we weren't here, where would that item have gone? Would it have just gone to uh, Goodwill or would it have gone just, you know, into the trash? And so trying to salvage our history and make it where everyone's history counts. Now, museums typically have, uh, they're built around something, a kind of focal point. Uh, were trains or the railroad system kind of part of what you built around? Well, I would say that um, we have built it around this particular opening exhibit because I personally think that Lakeland has forgotten that it was a railroad town <laughs> to begin with. Our depot is gone. The tracks have kind of been taken up. Um, we go down the street, we see a train coming, and we're like, oh, I've got to wait. But there was a time and place when people saw that railroad track and they're like, this is progress. This is job opportunities. This is my dad worked for the railroad. So, you know, how can we kind of package that up and make people realize that it's not a nuisance, it's our history and we should embrace it. Okay, okay. Now, Gal, as a former mayor, what is this museum, how does it help with the identity of our town. It, it really underscores what Luann said. It really helps people to see how did Lakeland come to be found? How did people, goods, and transportation occur during that time period? And, and how did it, you know, what made it, uh, what it unique in, in its development? Lakeland is one of the older cities in Florida. It's not the largest, but our geography, we've been blessed with some great geography. And it was by virtue of it was an important point in connecting the major cities of the state at that time. And for people to understand how that has grown, developed, and progressed over time is important. Um, they gain a greater appreciation for some of the various industries that got its start because of the railroad and because of the people that came here as a result of that. You know, during that time period, people and goods moved on the same train. They had the people cars, and then they had the cars that freight and merchandise were in. And so it was very important. Now, we've separated freight from people transportation and, and, and trains today. But understanding that was a part of how our not only this community, but various communities throughout the country developed is important. And it gives us greater appreciation for what people did to bring us to where we are today. Also understanding that people from different walks of life landed here for different reasons. A lot of it had to do with improving the opportunity from where they came from when they came here. Um, but then also they had to, to work through whatever their challenges were to make a better life for their family and for the next generation. And when you see how some of those things moved in the same direction, even though they may have been siloed and separated, it was because we have a lot of things in common, and we do want to hand things off to the next generation better than we found it. And, and Lakeland is a great example of that, and it's a great story to tell. Thank you, Gal. And Luann, any final words? I just really appreciate all of the support that has gone into this project. I myself am so excited. I can't wait. It's like, you know, 
un- unwrapping a present, and I hope the community sees it as a gift. Uh, Mayor Fears, do you have any final words? Sure, I'd like to share a couple of stories and and then uh, do some thank yous. But had the experience. Luann had a a one of the yearbooks from Rochelle High School that um, was was given to the museum you know, for the special collection. And as she was going through it, because she doesn't just receive things, she actually looks at what she's receiving so that if there's something of benefit to someone, she can share it. And she came across a picture among the teachers in the yearbook, and one of them's last name was Fields. And so she sent me an email with the photo of, of that particular page because she wanted to know, was there a relationship? I said, yeah, that's my dad. And you know, he came here in 1955 for teaching opportunity after graduating from Tuskegee uh, University. And, um, you know, that's my connection to or how I actually came to be here. And he and my mother met a couple of years after that. But she was away in college when he started teaching school. So they didn't meet right away. And being able to share that photo with my dad, it just, you know, it was special to him because it brought back a lot of great memories of how he came to a new community, wasn't sure what to expect and how embracing the people were that he met initially and greeting him and, he- and helping him to feel at home. Uh, and then seeing other experiences like that that people are having when they see that there's a place to put the history ha- has been you know, something that has been warm. And then others knowing that there's an opportunity to do it and preserve some of their family history, just seeing them light up about that, knowing that we've got that opportunity. And I just have to say thank you to the committee for allowing me to come in after their initial work to to chair it and help make sure that we got it across the finish line and and we're closing in on that and we're excited about it but i got a special thank you to all of them and and then people like luann who are subject matter experts they had to be patient to teach people like me there's a special way you present the history and, and it's important that you do it correctly so you can engage people and give them a chance to to really embrace it and learn from it my wife and i moved to lakeland in 2013 from tallahassee um and we were planning to stay just until retirement and then leave. This place grows on you. Um, and I am really excited, uh, as are all the people that I know, uh, about this project, the opportunity to go to a place and see how this community developed because now it's our community. And so we're excited about that. I think the city of Lakeland is excited about that. And I want to thank both of you for the work that you've put into making this a reality. So we look forward to that opening day. Okay, and again, thank you very much. You're welcome and thank you for having us. Thank you. And thank you for tuning in to Listen Lakeland. Your feedback is valued and we encourage you to head over to www.lakelandvision.org to participate in our monthly survey related to today's show topic. Thank you again. Listen Lakeland is brought to you as a collaborative project between Lakeland Vision, the City of Lakeland, and Hall Communications, a community working together to provide an exceptional quality of life. Thank you for being with us.